0: Let's pray. Lord, uh, thank you for gathering us together to worship you. You are worthy of all praise, all glory, all honor. And we thank you, Lord, that you have revealed to us the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that your spirit would teach us and that we would be reminded of your goodness, your holiness and your blessing. And so bless your people as we gather uh, to hear your word preached. Speak to us now, we pray, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sermon title tonight is uh, Suffering for Goodness' Sake. Suffering for Goodness' Sake. And another title, if you don't like that one, uh Christian conduct matters. Christian conduct matters. And, um, and so one of the things I need to ask you tonight as you consider God's word is, are you good? Are you good? And uh, Jesus said to someone who says, good teacher, can you teach me something? Jesus said, no one is good but God alone. And uh, the Bible tells us that in Psalms and Romans 3. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none who does good. That's what the Bible says. That's God's word on it. And yet as Christians, we believe that we are made good or made righteous in God's sight through the gospel. We believe in a legal Righteousness. In other words, when Christ died on the cross, he died to take away our sins, take away um, the uh, death that we deserve and that he gave us the life that we don't deserve. And so we believe in a legal righteousness, an imputed righteousness that God gives us by grace, received by faith. We believe in that. But we also, as Christians, believe in an actual righteousness that God works in us by His Holy Spirit. In other words, that the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit of God. Romans eight, four, tells us that, and so we need to believe in both. We need to believe. That the omnipotent Holy Spirit of God is able to make us holy, to be holy, as we are called to be holy, by our Holy Father in heaven. And so, Peter puts it this way in First 1 Peter 1.15, But like the Holy One who called you, become holy yourselves in all your conduct. That's what God's word says. And he says further in 1 Peter 1, 17, if you address as father, the one who impartially judges each one according to one's work, live out your time of your temporary residence here in reverence, in the fear of God. And he says further in 1 Peter two twelve: keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, among non-believers, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, when they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. And then earlier on in the passage where we find ourselves in 1 Peter 3, actually 1 Peter three seventeen says... Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? And so I need to ask you, brothers and sisters, are you zealous for what is good? Are you proving zealous for what is good? And again, I ask you, are you good? Are you good? And so there's this expectation that genuine Christians who are united with Christ, and so I ask you, brothers and sisters, are you united with Christ? Are you good? There's a genuine expectation that as those united with Christ, we ought to be empowered for good living, for a good walk, for good behavior, for a good lifestyle, even in this present dark and evil age. And so, Christian conduct matters. Elcott points out this word, conversation or conduct, is a favorite word with St. Peter, occurring seven times in this epistle. And so, God is concerned, the Holy Spirit is concerned, and we need to be concerned and pay attention to our conduct, and it needs to be good. We need to live a good life. And so, the uh, main point of what we're talking about this evening is this. Christian, God calls you to live a good life in Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 How does that start? Where does that come from? Well, beloved, brother, sister, sisters in Christ, it starts with God. It starts with God. But sanctify or set apart or hallow, enshrine God in your heart. That's the beginning. Start with God. Sanctify, set apart God as Lord God in your hearts. Who's on the throne? Who's on the throne in your hearts tonight? Is it you or is it the Lord God? Is it the Lord Jesus Christ? Set him apart As Lord in your hearts. That's where goodness starts. Let it start with him. Amen. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always be ready. To give a defense. A logical reason. For the hope that is in you. Do you have hope in the Lord tonight? Amen. Be ready. Be ready to give an answer. For that hope that you have. We have been born again to a new and living hope amen Amen. and that hope is in Jesus Christ because he died to take away my sin and to give me life he died to take away the badness and implant in me his goodness amen and so I have hope my hope is in the Lord and so Our hope begins with God. Set Him apart. Sanctify Him. Enshrine the Lord Jesus as Lord and God in your heart. And so that's where it starts. It starts with God. And then it continues with a good conscience. Verse 16. Having a good conscience. And so I need to ask you another question tonight. Do you have a good conscience before the Lord? Now everybody has a conscience. Everybody has a conscience. Believer, unbeliever, Christian, non-Christian, everybody has a conscience. Everybody has a compass inside them that talks about what's good. And what's evil, and so everybody has an understanding of right and wrong. Now, the the uh, compass might be broken a little bit. Uh, it might not have. Uh, it might not be pointing to true north. True north is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Everything in this book teaches us about the Lord Jesus Christ. Either teaches us our need for Him, or teaches about His righteousness. And so the way to fix a broken conscience, a broken moral compass, is to come back to the Word of God and to come back to the Holy Spirit, which uh, enables us to understand this book. And so we ha- we need to have a conscience that maybe maybe we come into the world with a bad conscience, and we do, but that conscience needs to be uh it needs to be. Um, converted and made good, born again to a new and living hope. And when our conscience is born again and when it is washed clean with the blood of Jesus, then it can be a good conscience. And so I need to ask you tonight, has your conscience been sprinkled clean by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because only through that blood only through that cleansing of the blood of Jesus can a dirty conscience be made into a clean and pure conscience amen Amen. and so do you have a clean conscience tonight and if you don't have a clean conscience I urge you to turn to Jesus and believe in his blood he is the lamb of God Who takes away the sins of the world and so if you have a dirty conscience it can be cleansed clean by the blood of Jesus hallelujah because there's no other way to have a clean conscience except through the the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ only possible through the blood and forgiveness of Jesus because without the shedding of blood Without the shedding of blood there's no forgiveness but with the shedding of the blood of Jesus on the cross to take away your sin and mine our sin can be washed clean away and if we sin after that guess what there's still more forgiveness 1 John 1:9 commit it to memory if you haven't if we confess our sins he the Lord Jesus is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all 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 unrighteousness thank you Jesus confess your sins to Jesus and his blood is fresh and ready to cleanse you from all unrighteousness thank you Jesus and so go to him early go to him often Go to him asking him for forgiveness of your sins. And he's there to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The wonderful, beautiful Sangre de Jesucristo to forgive us from our sins. Thank you, Jesus. And so this evening, do you have a good conscience? And I submit to you, if you have a conscience that's cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and if you have trusted him as Lord and Savior, you have a good conscience. And you are to continue in that good conscience. And thank God that we in him have a good conscience. That when they defame you as an evildoer and revile your good conduct, they may be ashamed. We don't need to be ashamed. They need to be ashamed. And we don't need to be ashamed because we have the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Yeah. And so we, we come to God as Lord in our hearts. And uh, we come to him with a good conscience, a conscience cleansed by the blood of Jesus And we also come to God in good conduct, in good deeds. We're called to do good deeds. Good deeds aren't optional for the Christian. They're a must for the Christian. Something we can do in Christ. Verse 17. 1 Peter 3.17 says... It is better, if it is the will of God, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. And so are you doing good tonight? Are you doing good by faith in Christ Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit able to do that good in you? Um, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus has done to change you. To remake you after the image of Christ. And so the, the, uh, the expectation is that we will, as we live in the power of God, we will do what is good. Hebrews 11 says the same thing. By faith, by faith, we are to do good what is good and what is right. Hebrews, you can read Hebrews 11 and see what God's people did by faith. But I'm going to pick up at Hebrews 11:32. What more shall I say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak and Samson. Remember Jephthah, all those judges, they did awesome things. They did good works by faith. And then, of course, there's David, King David. And what about Samuel and the prophets, who by faith subdued kingdoms, who by faith worked righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouths of lions. How did Daniel stop the mouth of the lions? He did it by faith. He trusted God, he obeyed God, did what was right by faith, and God protected him. By faith, they quenched the violence of fire. By faith, they escaped the edge of the sword. By faith, out of weakness were made strong. By faith, they were valiant in battle and turned to flight the armies of aliens. By faith, the women received their dead raised to life again. And by faith, others were tortured not accepting deliverance, that they may obtain a better resurrection. Still others had a trial of mockings, scourgings, chains, and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered in sheepskins, goatskins, being destitute, poor, homeless, afflicted, tormented verse 38 of whom the world was not worthy they by faith did what was good paul had the same expectation regarding conduct regarding good deeds 1 thessalonians 2:12 he says to the thessalonians You are our witnesses, and so is God, as to how holy and how righteous and how blameless our conduct was toward you who believe. Can we legitimately say that? Can we say, you know what? God is my witness that when I was among you, I was holy, I was righteous. And I was blameless toward you who believe. Can we say that? We should be able to because we serve the same God and we're uh, indwelt and empowered by the same Holy Spirit. And so I want to urge us as well to be zealous for doing what is good. To be those who are good and to be able to say, I am good, not because of me, but because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. Old things have passed away. They're dead. They're gone. They're buried. But behold, new things, new things have come i've been crucified with christ and i no longer live the old greg dead gone buried behold new things have come the life i live in the body i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me so there's the life of jesus christ in us christ in you, the hope of glory. Cristo, into la esperanza de la gloria. La gloria de Jesucristo. Amen. Amen. We need to believe in the glory of Jesus inside us. Amen. And so, I need to ask you this evening. Are you good? Are you good in Jesus Christ? Do you have a good conscience in Christ? The Lord expects us to be good in him. And he has given us of the goodness of God. He has given his spirit to live inside of us so that we will be good. Beloved, God calls each of us to live a good life in Christ. And so I urge you to be good in Him, to have your conduct good in Christ, to have your conscience good in Christ, and to have your works good in Christ, not by your power, but the mighty power. Of the Holy Spirit. The uh, mighty power. Of. El Espíritu Santo. En su corazón. The, el poder de Dios. En tu. And so. We need to pray. And ask God that his power. Would work mightily. In we. God's people. Let's pray. Lord we want to thank you. That you are good and you are able to work your goodness, your power and your might in us by the power of your Holy Spirit. And so we pray, Lord God, that we would sanctify the Lord God, sanctify the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit in our hearts to live in us, to dwell richly in us by the power of of your holy spirit that we would have that hope in us and that we would be able to give a reason for that hope that we have in us with meekness with gentleness with humility and with fear put that fear of god in us lord god and then lord put that good conscience in us That conscience that's sprinkled clean with the blood of Jesus. That same clean conscience that even the thief on the cross had. When he asked Jesus, Lord, please remember me when you enter into paradise. And Jesus says, this day, this day you will be with me in paradise. Why? Not because of the thief's good works, but because of his faith in the Savior. And so grant us that robust faith in this Savior. Don't let us trust in our works. Let us trust in the work of Jesus on the cross. Let us trust in his blood that was poured out to wash away our sins and make us clean and make us have a good conscience in him. And then, Lord, wash even our conduct, our life, our Uh, our uh, walk everything about us Lord wash it clean in the blood of Jesus let us walk in that newness of life let us have that robust hope in us that hope in the Lord Jesus Christ and and cause us to walk in a way that is pleasing to you moment by moment and day by By day because we're walking in your spirit because we're walking by faith because we're walking in the righteousness of Jesus that you grant us by faith and make us zealous make us a people who are zealous to follow what is good make us zealous for following Jesus for following him who is good following the one who is uh, who is just. And one who died in the place of those who are unjust and is able to make us just and righteous in Him. And so, Lord, we want to walk in that legal righteousness and then also walk in the actual righteousness of the Holy Spirit. And so do this mighty work in us for your honor, for your glory, for your praise. You are worthy. How is it? That you are able, your word tells us that you are able to make sinners into saints. The saints are the holy ones in whom is all my delight. And so, Lord, give us grace to believe in the legal righteousness and then also the actual imparted, imputed and infused righteousness and grace of God in the heart of sinners and let us pray and believe the prayer that you gave robert murray mcshane lord please make me as holy make me as holy as a pardoned sinner can be in christ make us holy lord god make us good by your goodness working mightily in us by the power of your Holy Spirit and for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for these blessings. Give us grace to be blameless in you. Walk before me and be blameless, you say. We can do it through your Spirit working mightily in us. We believe it and we pray it and we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you.